The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Mike'sArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit mikesarchery.com and get your gear now. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want him? Yeah. All right. No idea what podcast number this is. I don't. I honestly don't know how many I've done at the show, but got. Chase Turner with me. What's up, buddy? Oh, nothing much. Just joining the crowd, I yeah, guess. Yeah, all the way here from the Great White, North Georgia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, this is the last day of the show, um, and it is chaos. There are so many people. Like, I don't know how they're going to continue to have this event in this building. It's it's outgrown. Supposedly, there's a whole other room outside that those people are pissed because – First of all, nobody knew it was there. I didn't know until somebody told me. Mm-hmm. And you got to go out of the building, up a hill, yep. and you go into their spot. Have you been over there? I figured it out yesterday. I haven't been over there, but I've seen all the signs leading to it when I walked outside, but that's it. Yeah, but. I have not. I hadn't, I hadn't really had time to walk around here and look yet because we've been doing a bunch of podcasts and sitting down talking to people and yep. running into people. But how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, you had a heck of a season. Yeah, it was a really good season. Heck, yeah. It'd be hard to beat. Well, the <laughs> only thing that make it better is if you drop a pin on all those spots you killed in deer. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, how's the how's the YouTube stuff going? How's the, uh, how's the content creation for you going? It's going good. We've been growing a little bit, personal page and stuff like that. And then the YouTube stuff is kind of a little bit slower just because it's hard to be – consistent i guess with what how we do things and everything working full-time and oh yeah so tell everybody if they don't know you tell them who you are and what's your channel and what, what all you guys are doing so i'm chase turner i run the famtrad media pages it's a youtube channel where pretty much famtrad stands for family tradition mm-hmm. which is short so we uh we were brought into it by our family grandpas and uncles stuff like that so I just named it that and rolled with it, but we do a pretty good bit of suburban hunting, but we're kind of easing out of that. Going to keep doing it a little bit. But yeah, you can't you can't get out of it completely. Right, right. So Especially if a big deer shows up on camera. Right. Then that'll, that'll bring you back real quick. Oh, yeah. that's what We was talking about it yesterday. I'm like, I'm trying to get out of it a little bit, and I got some bigger woods up around the house, so mm-hmm. I'm going to try to study on them a little bit, but I know about October, one's going to show up, and it's going to suck me right back into down there. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's suburban hunting, man. You know, so there was a show years ago. I don't know. You're probably too young to remember it. But there was a show called, um, gosh, Wolf Creek Productions produced it. And it was based in, like, Michigan and stuff like that. But they had a a show that that was the whole premise of the show was hunting, like, suburban whitetails before it was cool. Right. Uh, I think it only was on air for one or two seasons. I cannot remember the name of it now. I don't even Dang. know. Yeah, it was I, – I can't remember the name. But, yeah, they had, they killed a bunch of big Midwestern deer kind of the same way. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, you know, Seek One and some others have, have really made it oh, yeah. mainstream. Yeah. Um, which 
to their own chagrin, has made it harder and harder for them to find spots, and they've had to now venture out in other states, which, right. you know, you're you're a product of your own success. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sure you've probably seen that competition pretty hot and heavy, with, oh, what you're yeah. trying to do too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's there's a lot more people doing it now down there, so knocking on doors and stuff like that. You'll, you'll knock on a lot more doors now and already have a hunter or already been asked or something mm-hmm. like that. And, which those, I mean, I talked to Lee and Drew a pretty good bit. I live like 30 minutes from them. So, yeah. I mean, you talk to them about it, and they're the same way. It's, like you said, that's why they're starting to venture out and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, it's just a lot a lot more pressure on them, and plus a lot more, just a lot more people in general knocking on doors, hunting. Yeah. Landowners are figuring it out that it's legal to hunt now and stuff, so they're doing it. Man. Information, man. Educating and information. That's, yep. uh, that's the hardest part. You know, I was – it was back in. I was still working in IT before I got into this. This would have been 2009, 10, 11, right in there. Right. There was a big deer in Gainesville that I had had someone send me a trail cam picture of in downtown. And uh, I was working. One of our big clients was First Baptist in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where about he was living. It was right back in there off Green Street. And I, uh, I didn't believe he was real, mm-hmm. first of all. But then I did what I've heard some of these other folks do before I'd ever heard they did it, is I went and found the UPS guy and the post office driver, and I'm like, have you seen this deer? And they're like, I have seen that deer. <laughs> and this is where I've seen him. And I'm like, point me in that direction. Yep. And I knocked on a bunch of doors. Yep. And I got told no and no and no and no and no. And I got run off from a couple of them, you know. And I was, how old was I? I was a year or two out of college, so I was 20 two three four somewhere in there and uh, i remember one house was like you can't hunt deer here that's illegal i'm like no ma'am it's not you know i'm gonna be bow hunting i'm not gonna have a gun and she's like bow hunting what's that you know and i just remember just they had no clue and then that deer ended up getting killed by one of the houses i knocked on got killed it off his back porch but he was a crazy non-typical thing he i think he got hit by a car because one side was just perfect 10 point and then the other side was just like a mangled mess. Yep. So he had he had been hit, and my old preachers actually wanted to send it to me. Right. And he lived in Gainesville. He said, like, "You need to find out where this deer's at." Yeah. You know, and it was one, two, three, four acre tracks, and it was. I was so worried. Like, if I did get permission, yeah. I'm not gonna kill him, and he not run on somebody else's. Right. But um, that's where they're at, man. They figured out they're smart. Oh, yeah. They live in some places that you would never, ever, ever think. Right. For sure. It's. It's changed a lot now, we've noticed a lot. Because like I've done it for a long time, like even before Seek One had their channel out, mm-hmm. just because my dad got me into it. Cause he, he I want to choke that guy with that goose call. <laughs> yes. And the PA, between the PA announcer and that guy with the goose call, I'm going to choke somebody <laughs> for the soap with. Yes. But, uh, yeah, my, so my dad owns a grading company, so mm-hmm. and most of his stuff is down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So he was seeing all these deer, and that's how I kind of got brought into it. Inside so, track, uh, I like it. Right, so – once I figured that out, when I first started, like, you could go down there and find, like, if you found a decent patch of woods, you were, you were going to have, like, a pretty good deer on it. But now it's got to the point where it's, like, maybe. <laughs> but I've got to wear, like, most of the time in the summertime, like, I'll spend a lot of time down there just glassing. And then mm-hmm. once I find one, I'll hone in on him, yeah. find him, and roll from there. And sometimes yeah. it still don't work out. Like this year. How much time do you think you put into one of those deer? Shoot it. I don't even know, honestly, <laughs> a lot. Like yeah. this year, the, the beginning of the year, uh, I put a ton of time into this one deer that I, I had a bunch of pictures of him last year. Then I found him again this year. He'd moved. 
found him, and I don't even How far know. he had moved? Not really far, pretty much, just like on went on up a big power line, pretty mm-hmm. much. I would say maybe a mile yeah. for his summer range. And then uh, I put in a ton of time. Of, I had a ton of velvet footage of him. I mean, it, it was pretty sweet. I mean, I, and then uh, opening weekend, I didn't hunt. I didn't, this is the first year I've ever skipped opening weekend in Georgia because I was on that elk hunt. Mm-hmm. And That was awesome. I'm going to talk about that too. Yeah. And then so when I come back or whatever – I was ready to hunt him, and another guy shot him that I didn't even know was hunting in there. Oh all. yeah. So, you well, know, I don't think you, you still know. you still come out on top this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it, it worked out. So, but that's what I mean. Like, put a ton of time into that one, and then pretty much just had to completely restart and found that other deer. And so, are you doing mainly? Are you mainly self filming? Are you filming having somebody come with you, or a little bit of both, or what? A little bit of both. Most of the time, we're self filming just because we just don't. I mean, if we got, like, some extra change or something like that, you know, we'll throw it and try to get somebody to come film or mm-hmm. something like that. But most of the time we're self-filming. Unless, like, like my buddy Levi and Charlie, they hunt with a pretty good bit. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of, like, depends on if, like, if they're hunting a big deer at the same time, you know, they, we'll just all go self-film. But if one of them don't have a big one on camera showing up or something like that, then we'll do some swapping and stuff like that. So, I got you. It's the way to do it. Oh, get a yeah. get a couple guys that are like minded. That's how I I started. It was hard, but um, you know, guys don't like giving up their hunting time, which I get it. Right. But I learned early on I wanted to be behind the camera, not in front of it. Right. We actually was just talking to those guys that just left a few minutes ago. I figured out that I didn't have the 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 acting chops and the you know in front of the camera chops, and I was so worried about what the finished product looked like. I wanted to be a part of that right. process, and it I mean it's worked out so far, but. Yeah. That was one of the things with me is, like, I had a face for radio, and I wanted to make a really good product, and I wanted to have my hands in every part of that. And I, I, I felt like I was better suited behind the camera producing a talent and making them the best they could be versus me trying to be on camera. And, um, you know, that was probably one of the smartest moves I ever made. Right. But, uh, you know, it's – it's getting to the point now with, with with the redneck tech stuff and the podcast and you know stories and social media. It's like you gotta you gotta be on camera. Or something everybody has to. You right. know you gotta you gotta pay your dues and yeah. get it out there. And that's what I've gotten to where I enjoy more than even the the storytelling side is the education and like trying to teach mm-hmm. people that this isn't rocket science. It's not that hard. Yeah. You know it just takes some time and effort and a little bit of work and right. You know getting your heart right on. You know, you'll miss some deer hunts. And yeah. You're going to sit behind the camera a lot, you know. And if that's if that's something you can deal with, then this is a job you can do. And if it's not something that you're willing to give up your hunting time, right. if you're not willing to give up your hunting time, this is not the job for you. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I, I, I haven't really got to start hunting for myself until about the last two or three years. You know, there was seven or eight years there. I might get a week a year to hunt. And yep. it's the worst week to hunt because when you're – it's the best, you're filming. Right. You know, you're with somebody else. Yeah. But – it's also been great because the – oh, here he is. Here's our friend. Um, it's also been great because Ryer said it the best, and I've said this on the podcast before, that the camera has almost been a passport to all the cool stuff and some of the best ground in the world. It's like I've got to hunt Lee and Tiff's. I've got to hunt Trinchera in Utah. I've got to hunt Yukon Moose. I've got to hunt, you know, the the best ground, the best of the best of the best with the best of the best of the best. And it's like, okay, well, I didn't have the bow or the gun in my hand, but 
I was just as much a part of those as they were. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's, you know, when we kill something, it's we killed something, not they killed something. Yep. And, uh, and my taxidermy bill is a lot cheaper. <laughs> so um, that helps. But, yeah, um, what's been some of the biggest challenges trying to grow the channel? Because I know y'all have been – how long have you been doing the channel? Um, so I've had a couple of channels, and I just never could get the right people mm-hmm. and everybody's mindset on the same thing, and then we just kind of bailed on those. So this one, we've been – this is our second year doing okay. it. So dang, so, you're still pretty new. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty new at it for sure. And then just – biggest challenge is really is just staying consistent and i mean i got two kids my buddy levi he's pretty much my partner in Mm -hmm. all of this he he's got he had a little boy and then they just had twins like two weeks ago so he we're stay pretty busy we both works full-time jobs still and so we're not we're it's hard for us to get consistent but we try to plan out content days you know where we can go out and kind of film some stuff take some pictures and you stuff got a like good that. wife sounds like too yes yes for yeah, sure <laughs> that's 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 what we don't talk about enough especially me like it went for yeah. my wife taking care of my house and my kids when i'm gone yeah i'd be under a bridge somewhere yeah i've you been know. very fortunate i mean about mid-december when i've been hard on mm-hmm. a good hunting binge i'm not gonna say she isn't like yeah oh well know, but. and she and, <laughs> yeah. but she deserves that oh yeah for sure yeah she deserves to bust you bust your butt every now and then mine oh, yeah. mine does it on a daily basis <laughs> she ain't gonna let you get away with nothing yeah. but you know i would i would rather have that than you know somebody that just wouldn't say nothing and just bottles it up and gets mad at me oh, but yeah, for sure. mine will let you know how she feels yeah that's a good thing yeah. oh yeah well <laughs> You know, it's like my dad always said. He's like, you know, son, I'm the head of this household, <laughs> but your mama's the neck. She moves ahead wherever it needs to go. Yeah. And that's that's the best description of a marriage I've ever heard. It's oh, like, yeah. you're the head of the household, but that wife, she's going to move the head wherever yeah. it needs to go. <laughs> yeah. And that was my mama, 100%. Yep. <laughs> 100%. So it was one of those deals to where, you know, if it wasn't for having not only good people like, you know, me and, you know, the company to where I can – I can leave for a week and go hunt for myself and the whole place don't fall apart. And then my wife taking care of kids and knowing I'm going to be gone for two straight weeks, it's like, okay, it's, it's, it makes it easier to do my job without the stress of having to worry about other stuff, you know, but it's, it's, it gets harder and harder too, because when your kids get a little older and they get into more stuff Mm -hmm. and you're gone to work for 150 days a year and then you want to go hunting we got to be gone again. Oh, yeah. And now it's like, well, it, you, if you're any kind of decent human, I guess, it's like, well, now I'm taking away from my kids again, and I'm not getting paid. I'm spending money. Yep. And that's what she reminds me of. She's like, I want you to go. I want you to you know, get to go. That's why you got into this business. But just remember, you're taking five, ten more days away from us. And I'm like, I, I understand. So now they're getting to the old enough. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to take my little boy to Kansas to kill his first turkey this year. Right. And, like, let the girls go to the beach, and then we're going to go to Kansas. Right. You know, because as soon as he's old enough, we ain't never going to the beach again. <laughs> Ever. Right. No, spring break is going to be spent shooting turkeys in the face <laughs> yes. in Kansas and Nebraska and Missouri and mm-hmm. anywhere I can find a place to go. Right. And she doesn't believe me, but if baby, if you hear this, it's coming. I promise you. <laughs> and if I can talk him little girls into going too, then we'll all go. Yep. Because yep. piss on the beach. <laughs> I hate right the beach. Golly. <laughs> you know what? You, you know why most people like next time you talk to people about the beach and they say they love the beach, it's somebody that's never worked outside a day in their life. <laughs> that's who likes the beach. 
I told my wife she was wanting to go to the beach or whatever. It, this has been a year, so I'm like, look, I stay out in this all day long mm-hmm. in the sun and all that. Mm-hmm. I do not want to go sit in the sand, first thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and bake all And day eat long. overpriced seafood. <laughs> yeah. And, baby, there's a reason in the Bible that hell is hot. I'm just going to tell you. Because if it was worse to be cold, he'd have made it cold. Yes. And that's why I tell everybody, I'm like, I don't go to the beach. You're like, you don't like the beach? I'm like, absolutely not. Yep. I could think of 10,000 other things I would rather do than go to the beach. Yep. Yep. And I can't say a lot of them on this podcast. But it's one of those things to where, like, my mama loves the beach. My wife loves the beach. I ain't never worked a day in, in their life outside. Right. But, you know, uh, my, my dad, he, you know, he owned a water, sewer, and storm drain construction company. Outside in it all day, every day. And he's like, oh, my God, we got to go sit. We're going to go sit in the sun <laughs> and bake. My yep. wife could sit out there. It could be 110 degrees. Yep. And she'd sit out there all day. Yep. I can't think of that. Is That literally describes my hell. Oh, yeah. That's exactly uh, how mine is. Oh, I don't get it. it. <laughs> if she says, I'm an ectotherm, I'm warm by the sun, I'm like, don't ever say that to me again. That is terrible. It gets below 55 degrees, she won't go out of the house. I'm like, you ain't. You just ain't cut out for it. You better hope. Right. You better hope this, this whole country don't go to crap because you're going to be in rough shape. Yeah. You know, you're, gonna, you're the, what is the saying? You're the first to die? Yeah, that's what's going to happen. But uh, what's what's been some of the biggest things you've learned over the two years, whether it's on the what, – what, like, I would like to talk to you about, like, what's some of the things you've learned on the back end of the YouTube? Like, is it – what has been your, your key to success, you think, or, 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 or growth? Is it consistency? Is it the type of content you're putting out? Is it what, – what, what do you feel like it is? Um, a lot of it, I think, is kind of what, what we put out, mm-hmm. you know. And then consistency helps a lot, too. Like, if I can post a lot more, I, I, they know they're – like, if somebody subscribed to our channel, obviously, and they know that we're pretty consistent, they're, they know that they can come back next week or next two yeah. weeks or something. something and there'll be something new, yeah. But – and then it falls back to the suburban deer deal. They've seen like some deer that we've shot and stuff like that. So I think it falls back on that a lot too. That helps us out because they know there's bigger deer down there and stuff like that. You know, plus it's a little bit different. And you're hunting in the city and stuff like that, not big big woods, I guess. And mm-hmm. I think that helps us a lot too. And and uh, which I think a bunch of our like growth and stuff like that on social media too is just because like I don't know I've always I've always liked like growing a relationship with people on on social media and mm-hmm. stuff like that so like I've always I've always been pretty good at posting on my story like live updates from the stand and stuff and I have like a lot of people that watch that mm-hmm. that I didn't really know about until like a couple of years ago you know and then just because like every deer season I always like almost live updates posting on my story and mm-hmm. stuff like that and like i guess people connected to me a lot from that so that's helped out a bunch because they'll go tell buddies like did you see what's on what's his name story mm-hmm. who's that then they follow you mm-hmm. know and then they're in the journey or whatever so there's a there was a uh was it on gon there used to be something like that that people would get on the gon blog this is before social media and it was called like live from the deer stand and yeah. it was when guys would go hunting they would just post on this one blog post like what's happening like yeah. hey deer starting to move over here in Carrollton or yeah. whatever it is it's like oh man well I'm in I'm in LJ and I ain't seen cr- yeah. crap yet you yeah. know I used to follow that a little bit I did back too. before 
was is that G-O-N. I, was it G O N live from the deer stand? Live from the deer stand. Is that what it was? Talk, yeah, tree like, talk. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could not remember what it's called because I remember following that mm-hmm. many moons ago. Yeah. But yeah, that's the, that's it's so crazy how it's evolved. Like I was talking to Casey who was here right before you about how you know we started out where everything was. If you didn't have a TV show, you didn't have nothing. Right. And now it's like if you don't have a TV show, a web show, a social media presence, a TikTok, an Instagram, a Facebook, a mm-hmm. Snapchat, you know, when you're not making appearances, you're not everywhere all the time, then you might as well not do it. Yeah. It's like it's almost overwhelming. Like it was simpler when it was just like you put out this 30-minute TV show and then you're done and you right. move on to the next one. It's like sometimes I miss those days. Yeah. Um, but at some point there's got to be a there's got to be a breaking point at some point with what's going on and not only this industry just in the world just i feel like instagram when i open it now it feels like being in vegas it's like spend money here spend money here spend money here come eat here spend money here watch this thing watch this thing watch this thing yeah and it's it's gotten to where i don't i just i don't partake in it as much and i'm terrible terrible about posting for us and trying to put our best foot forward just because i just feel so i don't want to I don't. I tr- I'm like I know we have to, but at the same time I don't want to feed the beast just for the fact of feeding the beast. I want to do it in a thought out, um, creative way that puts our best, you know, shines our best light, and you know, you know, says what we're about, whether it's Copa Creative or Redneck Tech, and uh, that's been a challenge because I, social media is a necessary evil, mm-hmm. and you know, even the YouTube stuff. Like we're just now, I say just now, we've been doing. YouTube series for several years now, but like I haven't taken the time to sit down and learn and study the back end, the algorithms, the you know the consistencies, the watch times, the demographics, and you know I know there's some people that are really really good at that, mm-hmm. and that's just not something I just don't have time to do it, no. and I haven't and I haven't had anybody on the crew that's wanted to do it or you know been able to have the time to do it really and we're just we're very very blessed to be very very busy but at the same time i think that's that's time well spent if you could figure out what's happening Mm -hmm. on the back and you can figure out okay if we post this thing that's eight to twelve minutes every week about these things then we're going to grow you know this many subs and this that and the other and that helps us get ad revenue to this and that you know it's, it's a it's a game that you have to play, right? And uh, it's depending on who you ask, it's not a very fun game. <laughs> no, it's crazy too, man. Yeah. Like it can get so technical. Like oh yeah, I've seen I've looked into it a little bit, you know, and it's hard to follow because it changes all the time mm-hmm. too. But it's like I think that's by design. Yeah, some of those guys are like, you got to post this at this time, make it this long, upload it this way. Mm-hmm. Like, jeez, like, like, yeah. Like, what do you name it? How important is your yeah. thumbnail? Right. You know, what's yeah. what is your what does the description need to say? What do we link? What do we cross link? How do we cross promote? How do we yep. do collaborations? How do we? And it's just like holy crap! Yeah. So it's, you need it. a full time person just to be thinking about that, right? You know, and and the problem is, unless you've got a giant channel, you don't have the funds or the resources or the time yep. to dedicate someone to that. Right. Um, and, and and us doing client work, you know, we're doing three or four at a time, you know, and, and the hunting budgets, just they're just, they're not what the, you know, the corporate world budgets are. They're just not the same. Right. You know, it's still, this industry's still run by, you know, guys that have 
been doing this for 30 years, and they think it should still cost what it cost 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, that is changing. There's definitely new blood and new things changing. But I think I also talked to Casey about this. I think there's a big opportunity coming up for YouTube channels if they can stay consistent and they can create a unique perspective on what they're doing because it's getting to the end of the line for these legacy media companies, the real trees, the mossy oaks. I wouldn't say end of the line. The people that we've grown up watching for the last 25 years, at some point they're going to retire or they're going to be to the they're not going to be able to do it and go on the hunts Mm -hmm. and the tv thing i don't know i would have told you that outdoor television was dead five or ten years ago but somehow it's 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 still holding on um and i think the only reason it's holding on is because of shows like lee and tiffany and you know the top 10 shows and with the with the introduction of some of the streaming platforms i think that's helped and breathed new life into it but the, the money and the time's been put into the YouTubes now. Right. And there's a giant opportunity for the cream to rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple that have done really well. You know, Born and Raised has done really well. Hunting Public's done really well. Seek One's done really well. I think you're on your way to doing really well. But, I mean, as you know, and you can speak to this better than me, you do it. You got a full-time job. Right. And if you only did this full-time, if you had the, if you had the funds to do it full-time, you know, what would that look like? Right. Sky's the limit then. Yep. Um, it, and I think there's there's a lot of guys out there chasing that. Yep. But in my opinion, the way you attain it is you've got to do something that nobody else is doing. You've got you've to do what everybody else is doing as well as they do it, but you've got to do one thing better than anybody. Yep. Um, and that's, that's what's hard. You've got to have that X factor. That's what I always said is there's a couple of, couple of factors that make a show great. Right. You've got to have a good host. You gotta have good production. You gotta kill big stuff, and then you gotta have an X factor—something that no one else can replicate. Right. If you've got two of the four, you got a decent show. You got three of the four, you've got a good show. You got four, you have a great show. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and then now with creating content to where you you, you go out to, to to film a hunt for YouTube, but that's just kind of like a byproduct of reels, pictures you know, product videos, all the other stuff that the sponsors need. Mm-hmm. And then the show's like a cherry on top. Right. You know, here's what you watch, but here's all the stuff that it took to make it. Yeah. Um, which is a full-time job in and of itself to right. keep yeah. sponsors happy. Right. Um, so that's, what, that's like how I've been trying to – like I work for the power company, so I'm pretty busy with that, obviously. But then that's why I've tried to like kind of – I'm trying to shy away from the power company where I can just have like a little bit more home time, you know, not being on call, no weekend work like that unless I have to, stuff like that. Just where I can have just that little bit of extra time to study on it. Because like now I work at least eight hours a day every week or all week long, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Most of the time more than that. So then like by the time you get home, mess with the kids, do all that stuff, you got like such a short time frame or just two days. Saturday and Sunday if you don't have anything else going on. Mm-hmm. So you got to cram it all in there. So that's why I'm trying to, like, it's it'll, it'll be hard to leave the power company, but it's kind of like you either do it and you have a lot better chance of having a bigger time frame to work on mm-hmm. what you actually want to do or just deal with it and stay there and then probably never leave, you know what I mean? <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, It's and that's tough. And, 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 and there's a lot of guys I would say that are in similar situations or want to be in similar situations, but – 
it's tough, man, especially when you have a wife and kids. That changes things. If you're right. a single man, it'd be an easy, oh, easy yeah, choice. Been going yeah, <laughs> um, I'm the, I was the same way when I when I left my job, and it was just me and my wife. We didn't have any kids yet, and if we would have had a kid, I probably would never have took the leap. Right. Um, because I would have kind of been in the same boat. Mm -hmm. um, and thankfully, my wife was supportive, and she's like, "If this is what you want to do, let's do it." Right. And again, kudos to to, to her, but. Um, it's a really scary thing. I can't tell you how many guys I've had to reach out over the years. Man, I love what you're doing. I'd love to do what you do, but I got three kids and right. school and this, that, and the other, and um, I just can't. I can't be. I can't give up a career. And I'm like, I know, dog. I get it. Yep. Um, and that's that's hard. It's very, very, very tough. It is, and it's scary for me because like where I work at is like. We're, like, the second or third biggest power company in Georgia, mm -hmm. like, co-op-wise. And, I mean, super good benefits, retirement, mm -hmm. insurance for the whole family. Mm -hmm. I mean, and make really good money. And then, like, nobody – it's super hard to get on there, or, or it used to be. It's a little bit easier now. But, like, getting on there is, like I, – I always, like, refer it to, like, the old-timers. Like, mm -hmm. when you get a job there, like, my grandpa and dad was like, like, you've done – you're set. Now. You're set, you're yeah, good. yeah. As long as you and don't screw when, up, you're fine. Right. But then when I go back to them now, and I'm like, look, I'm trying to get out of there. Like, I'm, I want mm -hmm. to run a camera and chase deer for a mm -hmm. living. They're like, mm -hmm. what? Yeah. Now, like, my dad and everything understands it now, yeah. like, where I'm at and what I'm trying to do and everything. But then everybody that works there, they're like, like, I had a guy tell me the other day, like, that he was like, uh, that's probably, like, not the smartest idea. I'm like, well, well I'm not chasing a dollar bill. I'm yeah. trying to chase dreams here. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They just don't understand it. Like. No, they don't. Well, right. and, and not a lot of whole people, not a very many people are wired that way. Right. And most people are scared to death of yeah. being either, A, told no, or, B, yeah. falling on their face. Right. And how, what people think about them. It's like, well, here's the thing. Worst case scenario, you, you left and did your own thing or whatever, and you fell on your face. Mm-hmm. You can always go back to work with a power company All right. or another power company. Or right. yeah. You've got a skill set that you can always have a job. Mm -hmm. That's what I, you know, that's what I tell guys, even that work for me. I'm like, I'm not telling you that we're, you're going to have a, you know, this is all going to be sunshine and roses. Oh, yeah. um, it's it's really hard work. But if you stick it out and you be a part of this team and something happens to where we have no work, you know, it just, the, the, the faucet gets shut off, you're going to have a skill set to where you can go and, and make, Yep. Uh, you know, close to six figures oh, yeah. in the corporate world or for another production or right. you've got a skill set that will transcend time right now. Right. You know, what we what we do is in crazy high demand. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's, cra it's, it's been nuts to see the growth and what we're doing and, you know, and, and, you know, been so blessed where we've done enough work and people know us well enough now to where I don't, honestly have to pitch people they kind of come to me and they're like hey we want to do these things what's it going to cost right and it's like wow okay i don't have to like go out of my way and try to create a relationship and this that, and the other it's like no we've seen your work we know what you can do we need help with this thing can y'all come do it and i'm like yeah sure <laughs> you know and, and and now the the biggest problem i have is how are we gonna get it all done in enough time right. so um but it's a great problem to have yeah but what 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 you're talking about and what you're wanting to do, man, you know, however you decide to do it, it'll work out like it's supposed to. As long as, which I know you know this, but I'm going to say it just for podcast listeners and I sound like a bro broken record. Answer your phone. 
be a good person, be a guy that people want around, yep. and uh, do what you say you're going to do. That's yep. all you have to do. Yep. Uh, that's genuinely agree. all you have to do. Yep. Um, that's what I try my best to pride myself on. I don't do as much. I don't do as well of a job now keeping up with people and trying to stay in constant communication just because I'm, I'm so busy. But I hate when people give me that excuse, man, yeah, I've just been real busy. It's like anybody that's not a piece of crap is busy. Right. You know, so, and I, I try my best not to ever use that excuse. But at the same time, I've got to, I try and do better about stuff like that every day and try and, you know, always, always be here available, especially with Redneck Tech, to help people because that's what I've, you know, over the last couple of years I've found I love so much is the teaching side and the learning side and seeing people grow, seeing their light bulb go off and like, right. holy crap, I didn't know that how, that's how you did that or, you know, yeah. that's how you do this thing or that's how you produce that dialogue or how you clean up that edit. Like, that's the, that's the stuff I love to see because, yeah. again, it's not rocket science. If my dumb redneck butt can do it, yeah. anybody can do it. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Well, dude, I appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, man. I had fun. Heck yeah. It's a, it's a fun show. Uh, if you've never been to the NWTF in Nashville, you need to come. But I don't see if it gets much bigger. They're going to have to get a bigger spot. Because yeah. you can't even get down the aisles. We're looking, and you can't get down the aisles I'm looking at. Yeah. And there's still people filing in, like a steady stream of people. It's got to be a fire code violation at some point here. Right. But, I wasn't surprised if it don't today. But that show, but that goes to show you, like, how strong this industry is and that the word is getting out and that there's new blood. And I see a ton of young dudes in here, man. And that's what worried me forever. It's like the only people that are hunting are the 40-plus old guys. Nope. You know, and, you know, the dads aren't taking these kids hunting or they're so busy they don't have time to take them hunting. And it's like, by the looks of this room, man, I'd say your average age is – 30 to 35 yeah ish lots of 20 somethings lots of 30 somethings i mean there's still some yeah. some vets in here but i would say the vast majority are, are you know what's up I, i'd say the vast majority of them are uh are um younger dudes sorry i got a buddy of mine walking by i was waving at <laughs> but yeah no um heck yeah dude we've been talking for 35 minutes well uh well dude holler at me Come by and see me. Um, but, yeah, it's good to see you're doing well. Yeah, for sure. You too, man. Yeah. And then we'll see you in March. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. If you need anything, let me know between now and then. All, All right, guys. Work. Peace.